Welcome back to Always Evolving with me, Coach Mike. As you guys know, when somebody inspires me or when there's a new fascination for me that I share it with you guys. And a few months ago, you know when you're online and you're on YouTube or on some of these different stations or Spotify and then you stumble upon an artist and then you start doing a deeper dive and then you start listening to all their music and you're like, wow, I really dig them. Well, that happened to me with the artist who I have joined us today. And uh, so I'd like to welcome LP. Hey, what's up, man? And if you don't know who LP is, which it's a certain, I would say, genre or style or type or vibe. Um, it's not pop culture, which I actually love. And, uh, you know, she's had like... 500 million views on some of her videos on Spotify. Some of her songs have had hundreds of millions of listens, which is, which is phenomenal. First of all, how did you come up with your name? And just tell me about your art. Uh, well, my, you know, it's from my initials. Um, and, uh, it was honestly, it was just like me working at a, restaurant back in the day in new york city and and uh there was another laura so um uh, they started calling me lp and then um uh, my friends at the time like like my band and stuff were um started calling me that um because you know it'd be like everyone's calling me lp at work and um and then uh i don't know it just kind of stuck like any nickname and then I was like, oh, I really like this. And it was kind of a surprise. And you know? it just felt like it was my name. Yeah, I mean, I, I actually, um, if it was up to me, I feel like I'd rather my name be Merlin. Like, I'm really into wizards, hence why I have, <laughs> I have a wizard I, I mean, cup I'm freaking out. All you guys say is call me Merlin and then yeah. we're good to go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so you've been in the music business for a long time, meaning like you've been in the art of creating music. Right. And you've, I have, yeah. And you've worked in it in a lot of different capacities. I have, yeah. I mean, I had, you know, I did all the, uh, you know, I started as an indie artist and then, um, and then I got, uh, my first major label deal in 2006. And, uh, then I was like, for like three years, I was like in the major label. I was on Island Def Jam and Universal. And I wrote like, I don't know, like a hundred and 40 songs around and then i got a um a writing deal at that like no no record came out like it was uh it bore no fruit basically the 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 deals but then one of my songs got picked up by the backstreet boys and then i embarked on like a writing career and then um i know i got another deal with warner brothers in 2011 and then um just shit started to happen from there and then i was on warner brothers for three years and then all the personnel changed and all the people that thought I was, you know, going to be this big thing kind of were gone. And, um, and the new people asked me to come in and play my, my shit for them. And I did, I played them like these three songs, one of them being lost on you, which is like, you know, hosted 2 billion streams at this point. I've got like plaques and shit all over the place from it, you know, which is awesome. And I'm so grateful for it. But like, that was one of the songs that they were just like, yeah, that's great. You're dropped. <laughs> you know, and then I was just like, oh, huh. Well, uh, and I was like, that was like my fifth record deal at that point in the States. And then I got signed by uh, Vagrant Records like a couple months later. And um, and then that year, I just kind of like did some touring 
I was out with Brian Ferry, this um, artist from like Roxy Music and stuff, and um, the summer of 2016. And then all of a sudden, um, my shit started to take off in, in Europe. I went from having two shows at the beginning of September to like 50 shows before the end of the year or more. And then I haven't really been home much since until the, uh, the plague of 2020. So let me let me ask you. So when you were songwriting for people at that time, did you have a vision for yourself? Like, gosh, I really wish I was singing this song. Or was it really like, nah, it would be cool, but no big deal. Uh, no, I didn't. I I couldn't believe that other people would sing one of my songs because you know, to be honest with you, you know, the irony of it all is that I, you know, it's just like to be like rejected as an artist because maybe you didn't have the song and then to be suddenly be like, have people be taking your songs and people, you know, complimenting you or like being like, yeah, you're a songwriter, da, 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 you know? And uh, it's just, you know, it's wild. Everybody wants to put this thing on you. And, you know, I have this, this the right for Atlantic all the time, like in this, like, you know, building. It's basically it was like a chop shop situation where people just like spat melodies and lyrics and everything, you know? And uh, I don't know, it just seemed like every time I went in, they would take my my melodies more so. Like, I didn't really even do any lyrics. But, like, I'm a very lyric-heavy person, you know what I mean? And um, and it's just, and, like, a guy said, like, oh, yeah, you're more about melodies than lyrics. So I was like, I was, no offense, bitch, but people have my lyrics tattooed on their body and shit. <laughs> you know, like, fuck off. <laughs> you know, it's like, people always, like, trying to pigeonhole you, you know? What's inspiring is you just kept doing your art. You kept talking about what's going on in your life and how you feel and the vibe and just staying true to who you were. And what I've noticed about you in my brief time getting to know you, and we're going to play your song in a second, the one that you love, which is like, I have questions about because I, of course, looked at all the lyrics behind it, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of looking into it. But you marched to your own beat, which is clear. Uh, from the outside that's how it appears and my question to you is did you reach a certain point in your career because I feel like this is for a lot of people where you went okay enough is enough I'm gonna do it my way or were you always kind of like "Eh, I'm gonna do it my way Uh, you know I'll be honest with you I really don't know how else to do it like it's not like uh I don't know what my way is as according to anybody else's really I mean I see it sometimes I mean you know when I was like, I remember being fascinated or wondering all the time, like how other people wrote or whatever, you know, like I would go in a, go in a session with another artist where the session was for that, the songs for that artist, not for me. And just like observe how they write and what they say, what they get first and how they do it. And um, yeah, it's really interesting, you know, and I, and it, and it showed me, one of the things that that period of my life showed me was that it is very, um, it doesn't matter. Like I'd see, I'd see people that were every place in the spectrum as far as like, you know, uh, how talented they were, how beautiful they were, how young they were, how much they had going on, going into this deal, how behind this person everyone was. And, and then I'd still be like, like where the hell did that person go? Like I'd never, like I'd go in a session and I just hear nothing but like the best things that this person was going to be the next blah, blah, blah. And then I, I would forget about them. Cause I don't, you know, it's not, I don't, you know, I'm doing like, you know, 
10 sessions a week. And, uh, and then I'd be like, Oh shit, I've never heard about that person again. Like what? And, and I've also been like where I did a lot of songs with someone and, uh, they had a lot of heat. It was great. And, and I watched like, I watched like a, a record guy get involved to the point where they ruined the whole, the whole momentum and all the things. And I, I just saw that, like, you just never know. And that's like, I'm so, I'm so lucky. I'm one of the most lucky motherfuckers ever. You know what I mean? Like, there's like, I can't believe, like, I'm on stage and I'm like, wow. Like, I can't believe that I'm, I'm getting to do this on such a level, you know? And, uh, but I tell the story, that story about lost in you as much as I can, just because I feel like I want people to know that just because some douche on the other side of a desk is like, I don't get it. You know, it doesn't mean that that's not a, you know, a viable, great song. It doesn't mean that you should hang out and, you know, hawk that song all over the world for the next 10 years being like, but this is a great song. It just means that that person didn't get it, you know? And I've like, like working with people like and getting someone that gets it, it's like dating, you know, it's like you're either like, you know, there's these people that get it and understand me and are turned on by what I do. And then it's people that are just like flatline, nothing. They're just like kind of, you know, South Park eyes, you know, she's like, who the hell are you? Like nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and for me, I can relate to what you're describing, you know, like it's for, for me, I'm in self-help. And I own a treatment center and I've worked with a lot of, I'm, I'm in recovery myself from meth and a bunch of other things, but like, it's, it's almost like it's so liberating to do what you love. Like it, mm. in theory, I, on this podcast, it could be all people in self-help and all we're talking about, but for yeah. me, I get more excited and my following gets excited when I talk to people that inspire me. Right. And so yeah. I'm going to play for everyone right now. Well, should we talk about what it's about or do you want me to play the song? I think play it first and then. All right, cool. So everyone, this is LP's The One That You Love. It's so, by the way, it's so catchy. Like, because uh, yeah, nice. I was listening to Girls Gone, uh, was it Girls Go Wild? <laughs> it's, it's just like, you know, when we were, when literally the day we wrote it, I'm like, we spend like a, a lot of, a lot of time telling people it's Girls Go Wild. I know. Okay. Yeah. So that Girls Go Wild is fire. And it was in my head, but then it nice. shifted <laughs> over now. The one that you love. Um, <laughs> so everyone just heard the one that you love. And, 
I assume you wrote this song. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Any song that is on my record is a song I wrote. Okay. Co-wrote, but wrote. And, and walk me through your, you know, because this is a very emotional song, right? Meaning. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. There's heartache and pain. Yeah. <laughs> And (laughs) so to muster up the energy to just start lyrically putting this down, like how did you end up with this piece of work? Um, You know, I mean, I am, uh, especially from writing so much, you know, um, I feel like I have definitely, uh, I know I'm good at like getting right to the, meat of the of the feeling you know and um and and usually like when i'm writing i'm like doing depends if i have a title this particular song i did not have a title i just had a feeling and then that you know that like the lyrics just started to pop out um as i went but the felt like the um melodic um kind of intention was very like it felt very emotional and, and brought all that out you know I'm always examining um, relationships, you know. Um, I think that it's even though everything seems like of a romantic nature, and it is for the most part, but I do think that uh, romantic relationships are like the ultimate uh, mirror to uh, that holds up to you and goes, you know, what do you, what is it, what what are you working on, you know, like what what bothers you, and mm. and that's you know you kind of carry that out into the rest of the world, so. You know, the one that you love is kind of about like kind of always wondering um, if you're being enough, doing enough, getting enough kind of vibe, which I think people can relate to. Well, one of the lines you said, don't treat my love like a habit. Why don't you show me a way? I'd give it to you. You can have it. I just wish I knew what to say. Mm-hmm. And what hit me in that was like that, like, oh, I know that like it's like a it's like a silent painful rejection where you don't for me at least where like you don't really know what did i do wrong or why am i not enough and well that missing that opportunity for communication you know i mean i grew up in a pretty unhappy marriage like you know like a very difficult abusive at times but also like you know non uh communicative as far as on the on the uh on what needed to be you know i think that um it wasn't it, my dad was definitely not open to uh criticism or um kind of uh questioning of what he was about and um i don't know i think my mom just like kind of suffered in somewhat silence but also in kind of being um standing up to it like you know I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna take it, kind of thing, you know. So I, I just like saw all that, and uh, and then saw it like last and last. It's like wow. I think a lot of people can relate to, uh, you know, like I, even like romantic things, um, songs. You can think of them in so many ways. You know, my song "Lost in You" I felt like had like you know, a lot of um, ways that you can interpret it. It, it had it had a bunch of um, it's that 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 weird thing where you just like, you know, you don't understand what you're doing right now. You're, you're fucking this up, you know? And do you, um, 
well, let me ask at a young age, were you kind of writing about how you felt growing up in that environment? Like in high school where you no. kind of just, no, I didn't write like that. Really? No, it was like kind of more of a academic household. You know, my dad was a lawyer, my, um, you know, everyone around was a lawyer, or doctor, and that's what you were going to be. I know. I, I mean, I, I think I knew I could write halfway decently just in English and stuff like that, but I didn't really, I really didn't think that, like that was a, a thing or an option. Yeah. So the, the one, the one that you love, uh, you wrote in the last year or so, or. I wrote that in November. Yeah. Oh, recent. Yeah. And so I take it this was you getting out of a relationship? No. Got it. Yeah. You know, when I wrote Lost on You, um, I was with that person for another year after that. I wrote that in, you know, while we were still together, which, you know, is that seems to be my thing. I like I, I write the breakup song in the relationship. <laughs> mm. And do you find that like when a relationship is really where you love it to be, your writing style totally changes? Um, I don't know. It hasn't been like there. <laughs> you know what? Okay. But let me, LP, let me, let me be a coach Mike for a second. Can I, can I be a coach Mike? <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying that. But yeah. Okay. Do you beat yourself up thinking that you mess up relationships? Uh, yes and no. Yeah. Okay. Probably, yeah. But there's like a lingering, like kind of voice where like somehow you should have done this or did this wrong. Or you're too much of this or whatever. Uh, yeah. And, and, you know, on the communication tip, it's like definitely like, you know, in that regard, it's like tough for me sometimes. And yeah. I, and by on, the, I should, I'm going to lie down. You're going to lie down for this <laughs> one, right? No, I mean, cause by the way, there's, there's also this thing, right? It's, I find it fascinating, like yeah. culture of relationship. Like I'm single right now. Um, I say that I'm single, but my core is engaged from all the yoga, but like I, <laughs> <laughs> I like there's this thing in culture that's very much like relationship relationship like you look at presence they always have the first lady and the, everything is geared towards that but then you look at divorce rates and they're 50% and then you look yeah. at the single you look at single people out there or people in unhealthy relationships and there's this thing where I feel like at a basic level we're taught that if they don't work out that somehow there's something wrong. Like, like yeah. we did something wrong. And also, like, do, what are we like? You know, like, are we little, like, uh, stupid robots? It's not always like, you know, isn't this great? <laughs> like, you know, I mean, shit happens. Like, you know, it's like a tough, it's tough to uh, navigate a lot of things, you know, um, as far as, you know, there's a lot of distance in my occupation that happens. And, it's, you know, it's hard to um, keep your life in on in the cute little um cookie cutter place when you're like you know all over the place yeah well and also couldn't it be that like i guess i'm not trying to dig into deep or whatever but like <laughs> when when you initially say ahead, it's never man, i'm impenetrable <laughs> yeah okay I got <laughs> but when you say that like okay like i grew up in a family where like my parents were married and my dad was an attorney, successful. It was academics. They didn't really show love. They didn't really get along. There wasn't communication. And I've literally had to spend years of like self-reflecting, digging therapy or what have you. And they stayed together? No. 
They eventually divorced after 30 years. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes I, it's just love is this interesting thing. And I've just, uh, it's, it's because you're lovable, right? Like you're a lovable mm-hmm. person, like out of curiosity, you are into women, right? <laughs> I am. Okay. And so yeah. um, I, I'm just curious from reading your lyrics and everything. Is there a certain type yeah. of woman that you just love? Mm. That when there's a spark, uh, where you're like, that's it. I love that. Yeah, there's a spark. There's the, uh, you know, um, I don't know. There's so many things, you know, I, I think I, I, I take it all in, in like, um, in so many different ways, you know, like the thing is for me, uh, I feel like, you know, I'm always like, I feel like a jolt when I meet a person usually, or like maybe I see them a couple of times and then I'm like, Oh, you know, and, um, it seems to, um, I don't know. It gets very, uh, like I, you know, I was saying about being a serial monogamous or something like that, almost like, I feel like I just immediately know. And then, you know, I meet a lot of people, a lot of, um, beautiful people um a lot of people that are you know might might be interested you know <laughs> but i it's like a it's kind of i just once i like decide like it once i'm in that place and it can be a bunch of things you know it's like it's a beautiful spirit beautiful face beautiful everything you know i just like i just feel like i just it's a whole package kind of thing you know like i talk about songs sometimes how you know, I think of a song as a, a, a beautiful woman for me, a beautiful person, whatever that, you know, fall in love with. And I feel like, you know, yeah, they're, I feel like the melody is like the, their, what they look like and how they make me feel like when they walk in a room. And then the lyric is their personality and their depth and all the, you know, the, like, so I feel like um, on repeated listens, I need those lyrics to like drive it home. So, you know, I think it's like that person's, uh, mind of course that like really really gets it going and then um it can get really windy in there and I was you know I was talking about uh, about being gone you know my relationship with uh my girlfriend has been like you know I've been we were together for a year and then I was just touring for the next four we've been together five years and she's a musician too and started touring so there's like this constant like you know distance which is not um really my best thing you know and um uh, not because of like cheating or whatever, which it has been in the past, but not in this one. This is just um, connection, you know. You like, I think that like, and I think that's the hardest thing about our world moving so fast all the time is the the connection part of things gets a little um, difficult, you know. And now we're all been home for a year in this scenario, <laughs> which is also very interesting to. Uh, to understand and kind of and keep you know buoyant and feeling like good about yourself and what's going to come and and what's going on between the two of you so it's um you know it's a challenging um relationships are always challenging as i saying you know like with my parents and you said with your parents i mean we were together for 30 years you said your parents right i mean 30 years of like a bunch of unhappiness my parents were like almost like 25 years and it's just like that's a long time to be to have like you know unhappiness in that and 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 we don't have to do that anymore but it's still i think you still you know because you start to love that person on a bunch of different levels and it gets very complicated and then um 
you know, if you don't communicate properly, which I think I don't a lot of times, it can get super convoluted and you don't get to, I think we want to this thing where we were talking about not expressing yourself at the right moment, you know, and, and that's a very difficult thing sometimes. I think like, especially in, you know, an older generation of people that were kind of, you know, very far apart, especially in the fact that the way women and men cut through the world and that the opportunity to say things to the other person are often lost and often um, kind of, you know, pushed down and left for a different time. And then that time is never the right time. So, you know, I think, um, I think relationships and even ob- observations of relationships are, you know, it's, it's life with um, opportunity to write about, um, you know, heartbreaking stuff, which I'm um, always up for. Yeah. And it sounds like even when you're in a relationship or a relationship um, with your girlfriend, it's almost therapeutic in a lot of ways to just express how you feel and what you think and the journey of it. And nothing's, there's so much gray, like nothing's black and white until until it's all over, but even then there's yeah. remnants of the past, right? So yeah. Um, so I think that's really beautiful that, you know, I read this, I was like, oh, she wasn't with anyone. And then, you know, and you yeah. you tell me that you well, are with I, someone, but this is just feelings that you express through it, which I think is really interesting. I mean, like, you know, um, she said to me when we watched the video, you know, because when you're, you know, when, at the time you're watching the video before it comes out, the song is done. It's like, and, it, and it's coming out. <laughs> I think she said something like, you know, I mean, I don't know if I should or shouldn't say, but she's like, can this be the last song that you write about um, how you give me everything and I don't give, I give you nothing or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, and it's, I mean, you know, I'm always like, I'm always, oh, I, I blame myself first in, in all, you know, problems in my life. You know, I look to myself first. I'm not, I'm not, um, you know, but I just say it. And when it comes to me, like that you know i was away in cabo um in mexico uh on a writing chair and that was um like i think the first or second song wrote um then and uh and it wasn't like a lyric i was sitting on it was more of like a um the first line was just like the you know and it went on from there and, and so you know a lot of times i write stuff that's like you know rolling around banging around in my heart that's that's more about, um, you know, those feelings, just like we were talking about before, these like kind of tumbleweed, kind of emotional, kind of terrible things that are rolling through and you're like, ah, oh, I'm depressed. Oh, I'm all right. <laughs> you know? Tumbleweed rolls out of town. You're like, fuck it. I'm good. Yeah. Good. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, I, I think it's interesting. And you, you use these words where you're like, there's like, which is it, by the way, I think there's a lot of truth to this, which is bizarre. Like if you, <laughs> I think I worked in it before in pop culture, right? Meaning like with artists and everything, but I just love that you're not a pop girl. You know? Oh yeah, man. You know, what's so funny though. Like I will tell you that I, I am considered a pop star in a bunch of countries. Like about yeah, all like the in- pop. Israel and, and a bunch the, of others. You know, it's just America. Like Americans need they shit like a certain way. You know what I mean? They don't get it. Like you know, and and we're so like you know, there's room for about like uh one fucking dyke every like you know like ten to fifteen years, like a big one. You know what I mean? Or or let or 
more longer, you know. So it's not like a and and I'm I'll be honest with you, you know, Mike, I'm like bigger in the states than I ever thought I would be. I mean, I'm like, you know, selling out like, you know, two and three thousand rooms, you know, like people rooms and I was gonna play the Greek in fucking LA this year. Like I'm I'm I you know, it's beyond my my wildest dreams, you know. But in America like people don't you know, like a lot of people discover me here and it's like that uh, skit from Saturday Night Live where Will Ferrell just walks out of the vagina like like a full grown man. Like and they're just like he gets he's born as like an adult. Like I feel like I'm like that, you know, like I'm just they're like I don't like what it and then they look up my shit and they're like, Wow, like all this stuff is there. So it's like kind of like shocking to them. And uh, I kinda love that, you know, like and I feel like I'm um you know, like the the things that I've experienced are so unique, um, and um, I'm I, like I was saying, I'm so lucky. It's it's interesting because you say they allow like one dike every 15 years, right? <laughs> but something like that. I didn't in do the, the math in my head, but it does seem like you know if you're gonna go back, I mean, and there's there's more people that are you know gay, fluid, bi, whatever, like that that we don't talk about or that don't get to that insane status or or whatever you know and there people are everywhere you know gay people are everywhere and thank god you know but um but you're saying in other countries it's a little different in other in other countries you find that to be a little different uh you know i mean yes sometimes i think like people kind of just chalk it up to being an artist i wouldn't i wouldn't go as far as to say it's like kind of like um you know uh shaman status in some cultures you know what I mean where they're like who cares <laughs> like but I do think that it's a it's uh in the name of art everything goes and it's not as um it's not as delineated as it is here where it's just like you know where like everybody wants people to kind of like represent them or what you know and and people want that you know I just um I'll be honest with you, man. Like, and I really mean it. I don't care. Like, I don't, I, you know, it's like, I care what someone thinks if like, I care what they think as far as like, you know, cause I, I like to like be kind and have kindness given back to me. But like, ultimately, if you don't, if you don't like it, then get the fuck out. Don't fucking look at it. <laughs> I don't care. You know what I mean? It's like, if it's not for you, bye. You know, that's it. And that's it. Like, you know, go with God. Like, I don't, it's, it's okay. You know, I don't like everything. Were you always, but my question though is, were you always like this? Uh, you know, I think I was, but I was like, I tried to, uh, to, you know, kind of, um, be like other people, you know? And then I was just like, it's a thankless job. Nobody gives a shit if you conform. Nobody cares. You don't get a, fucking award at the end of life it's like and so hey you get a half empty topo chico for conforming and being and not upsetting disrupting the fucking apple cart you know it's like who cares um so to me um and i'm not you know i don't i feel like i'm not like i'm also not into being super disruptive i'm just i'm just into options and, and giving myself and other people options of like how to live like i don't i don't know about you but i don't want to and i want people I'm not, you know, like as far as like people being the norm, 
that's cool too, because I don't want to look out and see, I don't want to look out in my audience and see a bunch of me out there. <laughs> like I, I really don't, you know? And I, I just like, I, I just, I want to see um, diversity and variety. And I'm, um, I feel very inclusive. I'm like not into being exclusive, even, even as far as being an artist and being like, you know, Hey, I'm like, you know, I'm like this weight outside, you know, I, I feel like I, I try to be, um, you know, in, in terms of safety, there's sometimes no choice and all that stuff. But I think that I really, you know, I like people to feel like, like, like we're all popular in high school, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like instead of like, it seeming like this kind of like, Hey, I'm, um, you know, and, um, and that's what like sometimes entertainment gets into and popularity gets into. And it, it's, you know, it's a, it's tough. Like it's a tough thing. Uh, fame and all that, like, one of the hardest things about like trying to be um, a songwriter musician for me was that thing that people were like, Oh, like, so you want to be famous kind of thing. And that is, that comes with a job and I don't have any problem being, you know, famous and I have different like levels in many different places. But, um, but my main goal was like to express myself, to write songs that mattered to me and that would matter to somebody else. And that's my goal for the duration is to, you know, my heroes, people that I look up to, um, like, you know, like Leonard Cohen or, or um, David Bowie or Bob Dylan that just keep writing, you know, they're, they write, they're like Leonard Cohen and David Bowie released the coolest, most like, like work that stands up to their OG work right before they, you know, kicked it. And, and that's what uh, I want to do as far as like, that's what I'm, that's my, um, my goal and how, where I want to go with this. And, and I want those songs to whatever be something to solve someone's, you know, hurt in their life. And, and, and I, I'm, that's what I'm looking for. It's like, yes, it's lovely to be recognized. You know, it's really cool. Like it's really, it feels really good. Like sometimes when someone comes up to you, somewhere um sometimes many people whatever but it's that's not the the goal it's just uh it's part of it and i would never be like oh you know it's uncomfortable <laughs> i can't stand that like it's yeah no thing, you, you, you know? i mean to be real like that's probably what attracted me to you was you have that inclusive vibe and the people you david bowie all of those people like they all have this vibe like everyone's included in the party and there's yeah. not a better than um, there's there's not that vibe at all. If anything, it's more like come as you are type of vibe. And yeah. um, I one more question I have around how you express your art visually. Mm-hmm. Like from your and I know you could go, this is just me, right? But like your style, I'm like, I wish this mm-hmm. well, I wish I wish I'd be dressed by you for a day, right? I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, we could go shopping, Mike. I could take you to a couple of places. Let's do um, it. But like, thanks, man. I mean, it, it worked. Like, where do you come up with it? <laughs> um, you know, you know, uh, one of my uh, my ex ex was a, a fashion designer and and kind of taught me like uh, the value. I think we did, almost discovered our together, like the value of like tailored stuff that like this, you know, like is your own thing and I think you're you know your body 
is your house. You know, like that's like, you know, the yoga thing is a big thing with that. Like yoga changed my body, changed my mind. And it's like, I think that's part of, uh, you know, uh, the whole thing of, uh, that's why in a way, as they say, everyone is an artist, you know, you are like, I can guarantee you like that, um, outside of like, you know, uh, Merlin coming down and changing me into like, you know, anything I wanted to be, uh, maybe like a six, five did, like, you know, whatever, <laughs> but, uh, but like, I look exactly how I feel on the inside, mm. you know? And I think that's like part of my thing. I think, I think people can kind of tell that and, and it, and it was work and it was uh, experimentation. Oh, that's so badass, And I love it. <laughs> and I'm actually going to go to my closet after this and I'm going to, I'm going to yeah. tag you on Instagram and I'm going to show you how I feel. And I'm going to make some TikTok yeah. videos to your songs, oh, by cool. the way. I joined yeah, TikTok too. Mine are ridiculous. <laughs> I just started on TikTok and it's going really well. It's like, uh, you know, my managers were like kind of pushed me to kind of start it and it's been fun. Yeah, I saw you. You were literally, uh, you posted a video of you in a bathtub. And <laughs> yeah, just... it's my bathtub. It's fucking sick. <laughs> it's sick. Like, like, it's the like... guest bathroom. I never go in. I'm like, I'm going to start doing videos in here. Fuck it. I mean, honestly, sometimes those guest bathrooms don't get enough attention. And then later in life, <laughs> so, you're like, I did I nothing there. there. Just, you know, I, I give it a, I give it a once over and, you know. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, I think that, you know, you like dressing, like, it's kind of like, you know how kids do that thing where every kid seems to go through that phase where they have, like, they love boots. They got the rain boots or they've got the cowboy boots and they're just dressed in like 18 different colors and they feel great about it. And I feel like we lose that as adults and we shouldn't. We should just like, we should just go for it. And like, you know, kind of dress like you're never coming home again. Like this is your outfit for eternity and walk out of the house and like, I feel great. You're so like, I was traumatized. So I'm the shortest male in my family. And I'm, yeah, I'm six, five. I'm the shortest male. And my parents literally, I wasn't allowed to shop and I went to private high school. So I had to wear a uniform, but then I would go off to like parties and raves or whatever. But if they were going to buy my clothes, I had to shop at Big and Tall. That was the only yeah. place I was allowed to oh, that's, shop. That's tough because they don't do it, you know. But it's, I will tell you, you know what you got to do is, and uh, and where are you located? Where are you live? West Hollywood. Oh, you got to go to this tailor that um, I go to. Uh, that uh, she does all my jeans and stuff, and it, it's not as expensive as you would think, um, and it's. Um, it's the best like getting something that's just made for you. And, um, and it's, you could do what I just, want. I just gotta say, I love that dress <laughs> it because really, if you think about it, dress, how you feel inside today, don't dress about mm-hmm. how others would like you to be or what you would want to get attention for, but purely dress how you feel. Yeah. That's awesome. But I don't know why that's... I had this book in, um, on uh, a hotel. I was at this one time and it was about, um, uh, dandies, like, uh, men that dress, like super dress up in suits all the time and, and look amazing or whatever. And, and, and just like, you know, like fashion is definitely has things and like there's, and, um, and it's an art form in its own or whatever, but there is also an element, I think in in fashion that has to be this like this little bit of like the wild individual individuality that just takes control ultimately and 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 sculpts the thing that you're into and you're interested in and it's and it's super fun and i think anyone can do it and it's so liberating that it really you know i mean listen when you know women first started wearing trousers it was a whole 
thing, you know, but they felt great and they, it, it was life changing. And I think like, you know, men can't necessarily couldn't have, you know, even men looking back are like, really? You know, like, I mean, I can't, women had to wear like the craziest shit just because you weren't allowed to see their ankles or some shit, you know, it's just like, I feel like I'm, you know, I'm living it for all of them. I'm just like, bitch, <laughs> we good. We're doing what we want. Yeah. yeah. That's sad. Well, listen, if you ever have the urge where you want to go on some shopping frenzy, hit me up on Instagram and let's go. Hell yeah. I'll let's, go with you. Let's I do think, it. I think you got to come see Anna at Denim Revival, though, because she'll she'll change your life. You could go, you know that thing where, like, you, you buy, like, 10 pairs of jeans and you wind up wearing one of them and you're just like, ugh. Nine pairs of jeans sitting in my drawer. Instead, you take that one pair that you love, and then you go to Anna, and you're like, "Can you, can you, re, like, kind of make another pair of these? And then, um, could you even do this or that? That like, I, I wish these just were a little bit wider at the bottom, or like a little bit different. And and she does it, and it's like pretty, pretty cool. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'll have to get, I'll definitely give me that info, and I appreciate oh, yeah. you coming on, always evolving and. Yeah. Uh, and showing up. I find you really inspiring and uh, thanks for joining me today. Thank you so much, Mike. Thank you, LP, for coming on Always Evolving with me, Coach Mike. And thank you to all of you who have listened. Go follow LP. Also, check out the song and video, The One That You Love. I love it. It's my new theme song. Also, check out my free empowerment group. It's at CoachMikeBear.com. Look forward to bringing more guests to you next week. Subscribe, rate this, and keep it magical.